Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Post Show Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday season. Shout out to all my listeners today, especially those overseas from the United Kingdom, India, Germany. I see you in my podcast, Podbean Stats. So I appreciate all of you tuning in, and I hope you guys are gaining some valuable insight along this journey of me trying to grow my YouTube channel. And in today's episode, it's going to be more chill, more relaxed, very reflective since it is the end of the year. I'm going to go over the top three things I've learned, you know, really since going full throttle in my YouTube journey from posting about like once a month early in 2021 this past year to now posting twice a week. And also, I'm going to be sharing my year-in-review stats. YouTube sends a yearly report uh, to my inbox about, like, you know, how many watch minutes, um, how many subscribers, comments, and likes I gained throughout the year. So I thought this episode would be nice to share that with all you guys and kind of look at my channel from a whole year perspective. But as always, let's start with the YouTube stats, kind of focusing in within the last two weeks. So currently I have 318 subscribers, which is great. Um, I appreciate all 300. Oh, it just went up. 319 subscribers. That's crazy. That's the first time I saw a real, I'm watching my real time stats and in real time it went from 318 to 319. So 319 subscribers. I appreciate all of the subscribers that watch my content, all my podcast listeners. Thank you so much for Tuning in, watching my videos, listening to my podcast and my journey, what I've learned. All right, so within the last 28 days, I gained 5,800 views, 211 watch uh, time hours, and I've gained 67 subscribers. My top videos for the last 28 days. So for the longest time, count the countdown timer in After Effects was the top video. That did get over uh, replaced by the new features in Premiere Pro 2022. Um, So that video definitely took off and was a hit. It's starting to die off a little bit since I think people kind of know what's in the 2022 features. But for now, um, and within the last month or so, that video has really taken off. Then number two is Countdown Timer and After Effects. Then number three is, I think, a new number three. It is Fixed Color Banding and After Effects. So that video is starting to get quite a bit of traction. And then number four is animate increasing numbers in After Effects. And number five, fix audio clipping in Premiere Pro. So those are the top five videos within the last 28 days that got the most views. All right, let's review the last two weeks here. So we have the Happy New Year fireworks animation. This did really well. Um, And I tried my best to hit, you know, the time of the year. Uh, So this was very popular. It was a 1 out of 10. Got 209 views, 4.2% click-through rate. So that was the best probably video of the month so far. And then after that, make After Effects render faster, hidden feature. This didn't do bad. It was a 3 out of 10. Had 48 views and a 4.2 click-through rate. And then this, this past week, There was Premiere Pro for Beginners, Learn Basic Video Editing. This did about average is 5 out of 10, 16 views, 1.6% click-through rate. And then just recently, yesterday, was how to really get a job in TV production. Uh, So far, 
you know, this has only been up since I'm recording this on December 23rd. It's only been up for about six hours now. But in the first six hours, it got three views and a 4.8% click-through rate. And people, the average view duration is up. It's around 3 minutes, 20 seconds. And the video length is 10 minutes, 39 seconds. That was a interview clip with Morgan from the Post Show podcast from season one. So I trimmed, and what I've been doing is trimming sections of the Post Show podcast and repurposing them in video format form. All right, let's dive into the year in review. So YouTube sends us creators a annual report showcasing like our stats from the past year. So let's take a look. So within 2021, YouTube and my channel gained 38.9 thousand watch time minutes, 19,000 total views. I received 98 comments within the last year. The most popular month was November. And the top three countries watching my videos this year were the United States, India, and the United Kingdom. And I gained 559 likes and 98 comments throughout this past year. And that was pretty much the whole uh, email that I got from YouTube. So very cool to see. And when I look at my YouTube stats within the last 365, just this year or within this calendar year, I gained 2,300, uh, sorry, 23,000 views, 803 watch time hours, and I gained 255 subscribers. So if we do the math, um, one year ago at this time, I had 64 subscribers and I just started posting maybe like a video a month. And I remember telling myself, you know, a goal would be, would be a cool year end goal would be like a hundred subscribers or to just get to a hundred. And that goal, uh, was met. It was met, I think sometime in July, I crossed a hundred subscribers. I started posting more frequently back in May of 2021. Uh, around mid-May, I started doing two videos a week. And since then, my channel has grown a lot faster, uh, posting more often. And as mentioned in the YouTube email that YouTube sent me, the most popular month was November. Uh, that had the most views, most subscribers in that month. And I think what catapulted that uh, month being so good was um, that video the new features in Premiere Pro 2022. So that was definitely a good video to push out um, as soon as the news hit about all the new features and stuff. And, you know, you hear me talk on the podcast a lot about trendy versus evergreen video. That was definitely a trendy video and was able to get a lot of traffic to my channel using that trendy video topic. And I'll definitely keep that in mind in the future. Say if there's a new software, new uh, plug-in, new effect coming out. I'll keep that in mind because I think it is a good way to propel, at least in my type of channel, uh, growth and to gain more traction that way. As far as content goes, um, I think it's important to touch on. Early on, I think I just did uh, primarily Premiere Pro After Effects tutorials, which is pretty much where I, I'm still focusing most of my efforts. I think when it comes to tutorials, I think they're probably the easiest and best way to gain traffic from what I've con from what I've seen within the last year or so. Um, as you can see, within the last few months, I tried to do a lot more uh, 
career growth, more personal development videos, and those aren't catching on as quickly. They gain less views. And even when I cut down um, like the post-show podcast video clips and post them separately, those don't get as much views as say like an After Effects or a Premiere Pro tutorial. So I think from a searchability standpoint, leaning in to Premiere Pro and After Effects tutorials has definitely been the best performing videos um, within the last year by far. So I think moving forward into 2022, I will focus more on doing just Premiere Pro After Effects tutorials. And I might have a few interesting videos here and there. For example, I just bought like sound panels for my studio. So if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully it sounds more, you know, better, less echoey, less reverby. Um, that was my personal Christmas gift, but I didn't spend a lot of money on them. They're pretty much the cheaper ones on Amazon.com. If you guys are curious, a video comes out in January about the sound panels, how I installed them. I found an easy way to install them. Uh, it didn't take that long at all, maybe like 20 minutes max, to install about 24 panels. Okay, that sounded wrong. It was probably like 40 or 50 minutes, but it felt like no time. Because how can I install a panel, panel under a minute? Yeah, it was probably like within an hour I was done. So it didn't take that long. I used command strip, so it was a pretty in easy installation, but hopefully uh, my voice sounds better using uh, these sound panels. But we shall see. I haven't edited anything yet uh, since installing them. I literally just installed them and started doing this podcast episode. So I'm looking forward to see if uh, it does remove a lot of the decay and the echo in my voice. All right, guys, so enough about sound panels. Um, let's dive into the things I learned about YouTube and really my journey so far within the last year, really going full throttle into YouTube. What have I learned? I think the number one thing I learned that I don't think a lot of other people would talk about really, and I think it is more specific into my niche, is that I think making tutorials being a tutorial channel Ironically, and making tutorials is probably the best way to actually learn. I found, you know, when I when I come across a problem in like a real life client situation, or if I'm at work and I want to figure out how to do something, and I find I experiment, find out, or maybe I get some ideas from other tutorials, and I find a solution. Um, and I don't make a tutorial on it, or say if I just do it and then move on. Um, I think the retention and actually understanding and remembering how I did that uh, seems to fade off. Where, say, if I come across a problem, I figure it out or I find a solution to it or I combine several different solutions to figure out a main solution to a problem, and then I make a tutorial and teach how to do it, I tend to remember it a lot more. And I think within the last year, I've learned so much through just making tutorials and I think just building that muscle memory of you know, not only figuring out a problem, the best way of to doing something, but then also teaching, practically teaching what I learned through my uh, tutorials and my YouTube channel, I think has helped me even learn and more comprehend the knowledge that I've uh, gained, essentially. So I really do believe that YouTube and creating tutorials specifically is the best way to learn. And this could go for other niches as well. If you have a different niche, maybe you don't make tutorials specifically, but 
even if you do a lot of research and creating your videos, say if you talk about you know, cooking or personal finance or any other type of uh, niche, and you do a lot of research and study going into your video, and then you teach it and present it to your audience, I think doing that really helps you just learn and comprehend and fully understand um, you know, what you're talking about and really the topic and the core things you want to take away from the thing that you researched and learned. I have to say, I just got the book Pocket Full of Dough by Chris Doe of the Future. And in the book, he has a section where he actually talks about this, where the best way to learn is to teach. I highly recommend this book if you are a creative person. Um, I've been waiting like two years to get my hands on this book because they came out with the first edition. I think it sold out like almost immediately. And I just saw a flash Black Friday sale and I jumped on it and got myself a copy. And I have to say, really great book. I've been following them for a long time. I'll link their YouTube channel down below. Really great place if you're just a creative person, an entrepreneur, or, you know, a motion designer, graphic designer, really any type of creative entrepreneur. It's probably one of the best online uh, resources. And and the book is just basically like a comprehensive version of like all of the things he teaches at the future. So that's probably the first and biggest thing I think I learned from doing YouTube and just, you know, making videos is that I, you'll learn just so much and not only just learning what you're teaching or making a tutorial on, but you also learn a lot other skills, talking to the camera, you know, being a uh, video editor and usually the person behind the camera, being in front of the camera um, is a new skill for me or writing and then scripting out videos is another skill I learned. Trying to trying to learn the YouTube algorithm is a skill in itself. I like the analogy, I can't remember where I heard it from. I think it was on a podcast somewhere talking about the YouTube algorithm. And trying to understand the YouTube algorithm is like trying to throw a dart at a dartboard, but the dartboard is always moving. Um, yeah, I can't remember, I heard it somewhere I wish I remembered where I heard it from, but when I heard that, I was like, yes, it is exactly like that. But um, truthfully, you just learn so much from making a YouTube channel and trying to get content out there. Even if no one watches your stuff, I think the skills you learn into just creating and just seeing the growth over time. When I watch my earlier videos uh, from this past year, you can just see the quality difference and just like my confidence from the very beginning to, you know, just recently making videos. So I think just as a person, you grow just making a YouTube channel. So it's been a pretty cool experience for me. I highly recommend if you are thinking about it, the easiest thing I can just say is just do it. You know, just go for it. All right. So what are other things I learned from doing a YouTube channel or really going full throttle into this this past year? So the second one, I think, is going to be a little controversial. And I think it's interesting. Um, from what I've noticed, you know, being a YouTuber, I watch a lot of other YouTubers. And not only just other YouTubers in my niche, but YouTubers, like, everywhere. Like, from entertainment YouTubers, just people, you know, doing random things on the internet, to actually, like, educational channels, to, like, product reviews, tutorials, a lot of different things. And what I've come to realize, you know, when I was in school learning about, you know, video editing and stuff, you learn more about the documentary style of uh, video editing, you know, multi-cam shoots, interviews, um, 
more longer form formats, uh, more formats associated with like television or maybe even commercials, movies and stuff where I think YouTube is almost like its own video genre. And what I've noticed is it has challenged me to become a better video editor because I think being a YouTuber, it has its own challenges where you have to keep in mind the audience and you really have to focus on just keeping the audience, audiences, the, the audience engaged in your content. And that has been probably the biggest challenge for me is trying to uh, keep people watching my videos and building audience retention. I'm still working on it, but, you know, it is one of the things I struggle most with is most people only watch, you know, 20 to 30% of my videos. So, you know, if I have a 10 minute video, people usually only watch between two to three minutes of it. And, you know, a good benchmark is around 50% from what I've heard from other YouTubes, from other, sorry, from other YouTubers, from other podcasts, um, talking about YouTube and uh, stuff. So it is something that I've been working on, but I notice like, it's like video editing, but it's like video editing on steroids when it comes to YouTube, because you have to find ways to keep the audience watching at all costs, because that's really the end of the game. That's really the whole game is trying to keep people watching. The more people that watch and keep watching your content, the more the algorithm will recommend your videos to other people, to other people watching similar content. Because at the end of the day, YouTube wants people to watch and stay on the platform as long as possible. That's really how any of the social media platforms work. And I think when it comes to video editing, I've seen like probably the most creative type of video editing on YouTube, on these short form, not not only YouTube, but like other short form social media uh, platforms such as TikTok, the creativity and um, just the out of the box thinking that goes into creating content for these different social media platforms is just uh, mind blowing. It's not something I don't think they teach in school, to be quite honest. Um, how do you teach how to keep an audience engaged? What cuts to do? You know, you just see some of the craziest things like um, using zooms, using transitions, um, using humor is a big thing uh, to keep an audience engaged, you know, overlaying graphics, you know, following the, you know, there should always be something moving or something and keeping the audience engaged. And you just see a lot of creativity. I think for me, stepping into the YouTube space and not only creating my own videos, but then watching other YouTubers, it's just like, wow. It's like, I thought I knew video editing, but now it's like video editing to another level when it comes to YouTube, especially if you want to become a really good YouTuber. And I think I'm just starting to learn a little bit more about that because I would say I'm nowhere close to some of the other YouTubers when it comes to video editing. But I think it's just, it's a new genre, basically. I think what it comes down to, it's you know, when you learn traditional broadcast television, video editing, and then you jump into the YouTube space, it's just like a whole different game. So that is probably the second thing I learned is like YouTube is like its own, it's its own video editing genre, to be honest. I've never seen any other content like YouTube content before. All right. And the third one, I'm going to end on a, you know, a happy note, a, uh, a humble note. Um, numbers and stats don't matter. Uh, when I started my YouTube journey, 
you know, I often say, oh, my goal is a thousand subs, but really at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Because, you know, when I see comments, when I see emails coming in saying, you know, how my content has helped them out, whether it's on a creative project or to solve a problem, I think that's really the goal at the end of the day is just to share your knowledge. Um, what value do you have that you can share with others and how can you help people? I really think at the end of the day, we're only here to help others. And I think YouTube's a great way to do that. Regardless whether you have a large audience or a small audience, I think that is really the end goal, is just to help others. And I think the fuel to the fire to keep going is receiving those comments. So if you're starting out, don't be discouraged if you have a small audience. Because I think regardless whether you know it or not, you sharing your knowledge on YouTube, whether it be a tutorial or just, you know, research and expertise or just your knowledge in general, I think can help so many other people. Because you have to realize for every person that's in front of you, there might be another person behind you that doesn't know as much as you know about a certain subject. We all have our own collective experiences and knowledge. And I think YouTube's a great space to share all of that. So there you go, guys. That's Merry Christmas. Um, so that pretty much wraps up my top three things. And just to recap, it was YouTube tutorials are the best way to learn, or I should say creating tutorials or YouTube videos in general is the best way to learn. Basically, teaching in general, I think, is the best way to learn. Then YouTube has challenged me to be a better video editor. I think just learning that YouTube video editing is like almost like its own genre. And lastly, the numbers and stats don't matter at the end of the day. Just sharing your knowledge, no matter whether it's one person watching it or a thousand people watching it, that's all that matters is helping others and sharing what you know. All right, so wrapping up today's video, I wanted to start by saying there will be a change in the pace of these podcast episodes to the post-show podcast. I'm going to go monthly because I think two weeks reviewing my channel is a little uh, too in... You know, it's hard to see the forest when you're inside the forest. You kind of have to take a step back. I think looking at a full 28 days and looking at my channel results will be better than trying to pinpoint, okay, two weeks, two weeks. So what I'm going to do is take January off and I'm going to come back in the beginning of February and basically recap uh, January's uh, progress, what I've learned. And I think there will be more things to talk about in general as well. So you can expect the next podcast episode to come out sometime in the beginning of February. All right, so with that being said, I'm going to give my predictions for the next month. So January, let's see what we have coming up. And for those that don't know, I schedule out almost all my almost a month in advance anyways on my YouTube channel, which is crazy. Um, I'm For those that don't know me, I'm a very fast video editor from what people tell me. So I'm able to just knock all these out and just schedule them in advance. I have them spaced out, you know, Monday, Thursday, a new video comes out regardless. Um, so I'm just going to go through the upcoming ones. And this will give you guys a sneak peek of what's to come on my channel. Now keep in mind, as I say these video titles, the titles might change. Because sometimes I'll pick a title and be like, you know, it could be changed. So it's the same video, but it might be named differently when I recap it back in like February or in February. So the next video that's about to come out is remove any video background from 
in Runway ML. So Runway ML is a new software that came out, I think just a few years ago, I think, and it's more machine learning technology and you can remove the background magically using the software. Now it's not completely free. It You can remove video backgrounds um, and export it as a SD file, a standard definition file. So it's gonna be low res. But there is a paid version. Um, I can't remember how much it is. If you guys are interested, I'll link it down in the show notes. Feel free to go check it out if you're a video editor. You want to see how to... Actually, better yet, just wait for my YouTube tutorial to come out if you're interested in it. But basically, you can use the software. It's online software that magically removes uh, your background. It's kind of like Zoom, but like uh, editable. And then next is... Is film school worth it? Maybe not. Dot dot dot. Um, and this was an interview from with Valerie Garrett earlier in season one of the Post Show podcast, and when she talks about school, whether it's worth it or not. And then the following week, new auto ducking feature in Premiere Pro 2022. So there's a new ducking feature in Premiere Pro. I'm trying to capitalize on. Uh, the new features, since I saw that the new 2022 features uh, video did well, I figured I'd make a ducking tutorial. And then next we have best free music sites for social media videos. I have a weird feeling about this one. I'd have to say this one's going to be a hit. I just, looking at the thumbnail, looking at the title, I just have a feeling this might take off. If I had to put my chips on the table, this one's going to do it. And it'll probably flop, but we shall see. Then next is coming out on January 10th, motion tracking, motion track anything, and After Effects tutorial. So I cover how to use the motion tracking tool in After Effects. And then next on January 13th, films versus commercials. It, this is a segment of the Post Show podcast with Alex Nixon from earlier this year, where he talks about how he wants to go get into commercial work. And we were talking the, the difference between film work and commercial work. And then on Monday, January 17th, Easy Glitch Text Transition in Premiere Pro. This is a popular tutorial that I've seen a lot of other creators do. Um, so I decided to do my own version of it. I didn't copy them, but I found my own way to create a glitch effect inside Premiere Pro um, and apply it specifically for text. Uh, so a glitch text tutorial in Premiere Pro, I made one of those. And then later, January 20th, 3D Rotating Cube and After Effects. So this was actual real world project but that I found out how to do on my own and I decided to make a tutorial on it because I think it looks pretty cool and for those that don't want to get into 3D I show you how to work with the, the 3D um, camera controls in After Effects rather than actually trying to create this in like Maya or a, like another 3D application so I showed that and that comes out on January 20th and then the following Monday going into the I think the last week of January uh, Monday the 24th hasn't been created yet, but it's on my schedule to do is an After Effects 101 tutorial. And I'll be doing this over the Christmas break here as I got some time off. I'm going to deep dive and make a long tutorial on how to use After Effects for those that want to get started using the software. So navigation and basically how to just get started. What, Where is everything? What is everything? and just really where to begin in general. And it's probably gonna be like a 20, 30 minute tutorial, similar to the Premiere Pro for beginners tutorial. And then the, that following that Thursday then, I think I wanna say that's the last day of the 
month of January. There might be another Monday, but I, I haven't really scheduled out that far yet. Um, the last one is the sound panels. So I basically filmed myself earlier today uh, putting up all my sound panels in my studio. I go over uh, my thought process on, you know, using the command strips, how to easily install them. And I think the end-all, be-all is do the one-inch sound panels make a difference? Is there a difference between my previous videos and podcast episodes to right now? As you're hearing this, is there an echo and reverb difference? Is there a less of a decay? We shall find out. I haven't found out yet. I'll find out when I get into editing this podcast episode. But basically, I film myself putting these together and I give some tests like before and after, like clapping and speaking to give you context on what to expect if you buy these. So I'm hoping they work. We'll find out. And that pretty much wraps up uh, January's videos for the most part. I might have missed a few, one or two at the end of the month, but that pretty much is all of them. I do think for some reason, I just see it, I think, in my heart of hearts, I think the f best free music sites for social media videos is going to take off. I think just anything, when you say something in social media, because there's so many people making social media videos, and social media is a hot topic, you know, because everyone wants to make social media videos. I think that video uh, has potential to be a hit, but we shall see. So that is it for this podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for watching this, watching, <laughs> listening to the episode. I hope you guys have a nice new year and I'll talk to you soon in the new year coming in February. Till then, take care.